Just as a disclaimer, we want you to know that some of the movies that we will be reviewing were shot in a different time and era where people of race and sex were not treated equally. We understand this and hope you do too. The movies or anything that happened on the sets are not the views of this podcast or what this show is intended to be all about. Exactly. And we want to give due diligence in presenting the movie and not the views of the cast or directors or anyone involved. But we also feel it's necessary to let the audience know some of the background information to get a feel for what was happening at the time of shooting the film. Again, we hope you understand that we do not agree with everything that went on and we just want to give out the information. And with that being said, hope you enjoy the show. Now, you know how Santa uses these flying reindeer to pull his sleigh. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. <laughs> but do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? guys welcome back to the 12 days of christmas movies on the tragedy of cinema podcast i'm your host jimbo alongside with me is that special little elf oh terrence terrence and you guys know the routine by now we just jump right into these so terrence take it away episode 11 day 11 rudolph or 12 days hey you know what that means it's christmas eve holy santa claus comes tonight so children get in bed holy cheese and crackers back and don't forget to leave out Cookies and milk. Oh, I thought it was whiskey and beer. No. <laughs> uh, I might have to delete that from the comment. <laughs> so this is episode 11, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. All right. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, release date December 6th, 1964, directed by Larry Romer. Writing credits, so the uh, people who put into writing the story was uh, Romero Muller and Robert May. And the songs... The song was written by Johnny Marks. Technical specs, runtime 47 minutes. So of the short cartoons, this is the longest. So uh, Well, I this think. is more animation. It's, uh, yeah, it's play animation. animation. Yeah. I love this ty- type of, of animation. Oh, yeah. Clash, uh, was it uh, Clash of the Titans? 
Just there's there's a lot. Uh, I, th- I think one of the most recent ones that really, um, I mean, obviously one of the most recent popular ones is uh, Lego. But like one that I really liked was um, uh, Caroline. That was a really good stop yeah. animation. So yeah, um, this is you know one of those really well done, time consuming. So they put a lot of time into this. Any stop motion animation always takes a lot of time to do. So Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Uh, I wonder. Props. I don't know if you have it in there. I wonder how many different shots it took. You know how stop oh, animation yeah, where they have yeah, to yeah. just move their just their piece bit their, by bit, bit yeah. by bit. I wonder how many actual shots it took. A lot, I bet. I, I don't have the. Uh, Let me see if I can look that up while you're. <laughs> Uh, let's see technical specs. We are yeah runtime forty seven minutes. Um, Fifty one minutes if you watch it on Blu ray. Sound mix mono. Uh, this is also in color. Aspect ratio four by three. Negative format is thirty five millimeter. Cinemagraphic process is spherical. Printed film format thirty five millimeters. And once again, no awards. Wow, I can't believe that. another another timeless animation uh, that you see year after year. I do know how long it took. It took eighteen months to complete and cost more than half a million to produce, an amount that would exceed four point five million today. Wow! Wow, that is crazy. I'm still trying to find out. I don't know if. If any of our listeners find out, I want, I'd like to know actually how many stop motion pictures they had to take to get this film done. A lot. I was going to say, <laughs> I know, but I mean, I don't uh, know if you could, no, I don't know how, how you would tell that. That'd oh, be, I know, right? Uh, synopsis. Rudolph, a reindeer with a red nose that glows, must help save Christmas by guiding Santa Claus's sleigh on Christmas to deliver the presents to the kids. Short and sweet. Yep. Uh, why did Why did Rudolph have to do that? Because the fog. Remember the fog, yeah, and the was, Rudolph uh, was like, "We can't see." <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Flying. All right, Terrence, all right. Uh, look at me. Terrence, so, look at me. Tell me the names of all the reindeer. Go. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to remember the first, the very first one. Because <laughs> if I can remember the first one, I can remember all the others. Because I'm remembering like right in the middle. It was. Um, you know. Dan- that's the thing, like just the num that first guy. Dasher. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner Vixen, and then Rudolph. Donner Blitzen. Blitzen, okay. Vixen. I was close. Vixen. <laughs> I was close. That's, I, I gotta hand it to you. You did a lot better than I thought. <laughs> All right. Uh Burl Ives is the voice of Sam the Snowman. Larry D. Mann is the voice of Yukon Cornelius. I love that guy. Uh, Billy May Richards voiced Rudolph. Uh, Paul Souls voiced Hermie. Stan Francis voiced Santa Claus and King Moonracer. That's a cool name, right? Uh, Alfie Scoop voiced Charlie in the Box, Fireball, and other reindeer. (laughs) (laughs) Janice Orstein. Uh, voiced uh, Clarice. Paul Kligman uh, voiced Donner, uh, Clarice's father, and Comet the Coach. Uh, Carl Barnes, Banas, voiced the head elf, the spotted elephant, and other toys. 
Then we have uh, <laughs> Corny, C O R I N N E, Corini, Kareen, Kareen. Is it Kareen? I don't know. I can't see it. Where's uh, it at? I don't know why. I'm, I'm sure it's like something simple too. And I'm yeah, just Kareen. Like, is it Kareen? I guess I've never seen Kareen on paper. <laughs> uh, Kareen uh, Connolly voiced the doll and others. And then finally we have Peg Dixon, who voiced Mrs. Donner, Mrs. Claus, and others. And that is all of the cast for this movie. All right. So here we go. There's a lot of good stuff in this. There's a lot of good information. Um, copies of both the Santa and the Rudolph puppets were recently found in a storage in the attic of a woman that used to work for Rankin Base. The puppets were in remarkably good condition considering it was estimated that they were in storage since the late 1960s with only a little yellowing of Santa's beard, uh, hair, and white trim on his coat. The pair now travel the country to various trade shows and conventions. That's pretty awesome. I would really like to see those. Right? Right. Or did, I, I'd like to see like almost any stop motion. Uh, what would you call them? Like Just props uh, in person. It would be really cool. Right. So, um, also in the original in the original TV version of the show, you remember when Rudolph and uh, Yukon Cornelius and Hermie they all go to the island of misfit toys, right? Yeah. Well, didn't they promise to help them or whatever? The the in the original, the misfits were never mentioned again. Hmm. But the thing was, the producers uh, got so many letters from children complaining that nothing had been done to help the misfit toys that they had to go back. <laughs> And, and add a new short scene at the end of the show, which Santa and his reindeer, led by Rudolph, land on the island to pick up the toys to find homes for them, which has now been in the standard version ever since. Yeah, so that would be in the 51-minute Blu-ray copy. Can you imagine? <laughs> I mean, hey, yeah, we'll help you. Well, never see her again. I know, right? <laughs> uh, the uh, original puppets, like we stated, uh, they went on tour uh, in November 2007. Uh, when purchased by their new owner, both were in poor condition. Santa had mold under his beard and half of his mustache was gone and Rudolph's nose was gone. The owner took them to Stop Motion Animation Studio, Screen Novelties International, who restored them as a labor of love for expensive of only less than $4,000. The puppets originally cost $5,000 each in 1964. Wow. So $5,000 just for the, those two puppets? Just each. Wow. Yeah. Each. Um, also, the, the Rudolph puppet is still exists. It's only about three feet tall when only? it's viewed when it's viewed on screen. Oh. But in reality, it can fit in the palm of your hand. It's like a little baby baby kitten. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, actually, <laughs> I think um, somewhere in here, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um I'll get to it, but I think he's only four inches, and I think Santa's eight inches. Hmm. Um, here's something that I found interesting. You know, except for Charlie in the Box and Sue the Doll, none of the other Misfit toys have a proper first name. Huh. How would you like that? They're just others. In yeah. Misfit also, um, Johnny Marks, um, who did Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or whatever, he, uh, he also did Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, and I Heard the Bells on Christmas Day. Um, you can hear them in some of the underscores of the movie huh. uh, under with the, with the score. So I thought that was pretty cool too. Um, 
to see. I think it's on this page. Yeah, the Santa puppet is eight uh, eight inches tall. Young Rudolph is only four inches tall. Rudolph's nose really lights. The puppets are made from wood, fire, and fabric and are quite fragile. 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 <laughs> You'll find that out when we do one of the other uh, movies we do. Uh, or actually, we've already done it. It was in yeah. the Christmas story. Uh, the Japanese company that handed the animation made several copies. They made several copies of each puppet. Wow. Since they didn't uh, last long under the constant handling of stop motion posing, none of these copies are known to exist. But if they were $5,000 each to wow. make. You'd think they'd be a little more. Careful. Well, I mean, I guess the wear and tear, right. Right. But wow. Um, one of the funny things is the um, Rudolph was actually created as a. Uh, campaign uh, advertising campaign in 1939 by Robert May, who created it for Montgomery Ward's department store. <laughs> so he was actually just made up, you know. I mean, just uh, the actor who voiced Comet um, is often mistaken for Don Adams. It's actually Paul Kligman doing a Don Adams impersonation. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, t- sounds like he did a great job. Uh, <laughs> Although the animations were filmed in Japan, the entire soundtrack for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 1964 was recorded in a studio near Young Street in Toronto, Ontario. Hmm. Most of the singing and speaking cast were Canadian. Interesting. So I think another thing to just a quick little spin-off bit of information. I don't know if like uh, you started to say on the cast, but the same uh, people who did this stop motion also did uh, Astro Boy. Uh, yeah, there was. Um, I don't know if it was actually. It was the same studio, at least. Right? There's, there's one person I forget who it was. Yeah, he was. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, that was just something. I don't think yeah. it's in these notes. It was just something I found on my phone before this, uh, because he had worked on Astro Boy and something else, and he also worked on this or whatever. Yeah. So just, they were trying to say that. Uh, no, that wasn't Rudolph. That was Frosty. Oh, was it? Yeah, Fro- it, was okay, Frosty it was Frosty in him. So. Um, Hermie is the only elf with pointed ears. Uh, he is also the only male elf, uh, male elf, elf with hair on top of his head, as oh. well as eyes that dilate. Because the other ones are just like oh, little. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I always that's thought that was funny—the little dots, you know. I want to say this for last because I think that's pretty cool. Um, the face of Sam the Snowman was intentionally designed to resemble singer-actor Burl Ives, who provided the voice for the character. Uh, well, mo- most of the elves look identical. There is one elf who stands amongst uh, tall among the rest. He's real tall, has the glasses. Yeah, yeah. Um, n- he was also in ads for General Electric once they were done because General Electric was a big sponsor of this yeah. movie. Um, so why for not the TV broadcast, right? The, uh, so the props. It wasn't until uh, the 2001 when Rudolph and the Island of Misfit Toys when his name was finally revealed, and you know what his name was? Hmm. Hank. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love it. Um, This is cool, too. When the film first released in 1964, the technology of using an articulated metal armature inside the figures were considered so amazing, the TV Guide devoted four pages to the story. Oh, wow. So those of you that don't know, TV Guide used to be a weekly thing. We did not have, uh, you know, on your TV, you couldn't pull up the menu and see what was coming on. Next and next. buy a TV Guide. You would buy a TV Guide each week, and you could go to, like, you could flip to, like, Wednesday or Thursday and you and could look at 6 what? o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 yeah. o'clock and it would show you like, hey, Rudolph's playing tonight. Hey, Frosty's playing a half hour after that and it would break it down like that. You know what's funny is like like the TV guides are one of those things is like I don't remember when they disappeared. They just did. Kind of like I don't even, was, do they even make them anymore? 
I don't think so. Because like you used to see them all the time at grocery right. stores and stuff like that. And they'd always have and some I'm, cool little article. Yeah. I think they have something else. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to remember the last time I seen a TV guy. We need to look store. next time we go to the store. I mean, that's like phone booths. You don't remember them taking them down or anything. They just disappeared one day. And you're like, I remember. By the way, we have a phone, phone booth, booth. Not a phone booth, but a, a, a phone in one of the gyms at work. Really? I couldn't believe a payphone. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to take a t- picture of this. Terrence will be like, that's archaic. <laughs> um, oh, but. Um, the one thing that TV Guide failed to mention that the new technology that they were so amazed with had actually been done 31 years before, most prominently inside the gorilla King Kong 1933. That's true. So, therefore, it wasn't really new new uh, technology. Um, I guess it was just more accessible to to view. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, everybody's going to watch a Christmas movie, especially something like Rudolph. And I'm pretty sure, like, like you're only getting a certain audience with with King Kong. Yeah. The uh, also the um, movie Elf with Will Ferrell. You know, <laughs> the uh, the outfits that they that they wear were portrayed from the elves in this movie. That's pretty awesome. So they did, you know, I mean, I thought that was pretty cool. And also Sam the Snowman appears briefly at the end of the likeness of him. Hmm. Um, <laughs> here we go. I got to save that one too because that's funny. Uh, yeah, Donner and Comet's voices are identical. The actor uh, voicing the characters apparently made no effort to do different sounding voices. <laughs> he was just like, whatever. They have the same voice. Uh, the elf Hermie is called Herbie <laughs> by some of the characters in this movie. Um, this is cool too. The abominable snow monster's legs are longer when they first appear than they are on the actual doll. Hmm. These legs are actually those of the animator. <laughs> How cool is that? You know what I mean? I thought that was really cool. That is cool. Uh, when Mrs. Claus is telling Santa to eat, eat, <laughs> the food is shown gray and unpainted. No wonder he didn't want to eat. You know I mean? <laughs> don't know what he's going to catch with that. All right, here we go. Are you ready for this? These two, I thought, were probably the, the coolest things I found. All right. Hit me with it. When the elves, yeah, when they're dropping the presents from Santa's sleigh at the end of the movie, you know, yeah. while the credits are rolling or whatever, the elf comes across the toy bird, remember? And he, he's given all of them uh, umbrellas, remember, to, as they yeah. jump out. He's given, like, the train and all that umbrellas. Yep. Well, when he gets to the bird, he just tosses the bird over without an umbrella because <laughs> he's like, he's a bird. But yeah. you got to remember, this was the island of misfit toys. That bird was the one that could not fly. He actually swims. So he just technically <laughs> just, just threw, it, threw him off the top. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and here we go. The um, Probably the one of the most touching things you will ever hear. Billy Mae Richards, who was Rudolph's voice, and Paul Souls, who was Hermes' voice, Lived in the same Ontario retirement community during the years before Richard's death. Oh, wow. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I think that's really cool. So, Terrence, tell us about Rudolph. Another. Any fun scenes you'd like to talk about? Age-old classic. Uh, Let's see, Rudolph. This was another one where it was just all of it was just really... I I guess there's no standout scene, but it was just a, a very nice watch through and through. Um... I suppose knowing that the bird couldn't fly is now hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I always thought it was hilarious that all Hermie... Hermie didn't want to be an elf maker toys. He wanted to be a dentist, remember? Yeah, that's right. That's and that right. comes into play at the end of the movie when he pulls all the abominable snowman's teeth out. He's like, don't worry, he can't do nothing to you now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was that was pretty comical. 
it's it's a fun funny movie all around oh yeah it's a good movie and then um you know you see rudolph getting bullied because he's different yeah. um and his dad's even ashamed he's like well you know you can't go around with that thing blasting around or whatever yeah. you remember and, and, and every time he made that the sound you know his eyes yeah. would be like the the wavelengths or whatever yeah. like, oh, no, no. <laughs> and then he makes that thing and puts it over his nose so he looks like all the other reindeers and yeah. and, and and you can learn so much from this movie you know what i mean parents don't be ashamed of your kids Absolutely. don't try to change them into something they're not uh, kids uh just because somebody's different than you that doesn't mean you treat them any different you know still invite them to be your friends Except join in to do stuff they are. right um unless they're jerks That's right <laughs> um, uh, you can learn uh, like Hermie. uh do what you want to be live your dream yeah. uh if you want to be a dentist go be a dentist but also, don't just up and quit your job. <laughs> like Herbie yeah, did. Right. He's like, I'm just going to climb out this and run away. You know what I mean? Uh, a dentist. Yeah, this is. I, I, my, my kids hate this movie. Really? And, yeah, and I just don't understand it. I just love it to pieces. That's that Gen Z stuff. Man. Yeah, I know. But it's, I was I'm like, it's not millennials. It's Gen Z. Every time. But I was like, this, stuff. Uh, this movie just. This one, probably more than any of the other ones that we'll cover, is the one that I probably liked the most when I was a kid. Uh, and I still like it. Uh, just she thinks I'm cute. <laughs> He's just like jumping up in the air. And, uh, I think it's really well done. Um, I love. I've always loved the stop animation, whether it's Clash of the Titans. Uh, what was it, Jack Skellington? Uh, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas uh, Corpse one. Bride. Uh, there's oh, yeah. several of them. Um, like Jason and the Argonauts. Uh, oh, yeah. Seventh Voyage of Sinbad when they have the creatures. Yeah. Uh, I love everything about it. And this is. When I think of Christmas, this is the one movie that he's the one that saves Christmas. You know, I mean, Rudolph saves Christmas because right. how is Santa going to deliver those packages? <laughs> uh, so yeah, I love this movie. It's great. Um, it's got catchy songs too. Oh yeah, Silver and Gold, songs. and um, Why Am I Such a Misfit? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, obviously uh, uh, Rudolph uh, uh, the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, uh, one foot in front of the other. That was a fun one. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, this is a great movie. Um, if you haven't seen it, make sure you see it. And by the way, kids, Santa Claus does come tonight. So make sure you're in bed early. Sit out make milk, milk and cookies, not what Terrence <laughs> said. Uh, can't have, surprise, Terrence didn't try to set booby traps up with mouse traps and <laughs> the duct tape or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, this was episode 11. And tomorrow's the big day, and we will be covering what they consider one of the greatest movies of all time. It's in the top 50. Uh, White Christmas. Terrence, have you seen White Christmas? I have to watch it. I know. I told him he has to watch it. So <laughs> we, uh, we might have a special guest to cover this. I'm not sure. Maybe, I'm working maybe on it. So yeah. I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, well, I'll have to let you know because it's tomorrow. <laughs> so well, I think that's enough of Rudolph. Um, hope you guys are enjoying these. Uh, we're enjoying doing these, uh, the 12 days of Christmas oh, movies. Yeah, absolutely. Just nothing for nostalgia. So, uh, it's just full of it. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this whole podcast is full So, of with that right? being said, I think we're going to close down Rudolph, and that's a wrap. And, and cut. cut.